Welcome to the Whitetail Obsession Podcast with Dave Richman and co-host Chris Worthing, where we talk and teach everything deer and turkey hunting related. Follow along as we help teach you tips and techniques about hunting, food plots, and habitat management strategies that everyone can use. Welcome. Huh? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast, guys. It's number 11. Chris, what's up, man? What's going on? Well, we have another another week. Weird week of weather. Same here, same here. We we've had some very warm temps and then it yep. dove down and we actually had snow today and it mm-hmm. went up to 42 and melted all off. Very very weird. Yep. Yeah, we're we're way ahead of schedule here in Maryland. Um I went scouting Sunday on some public was it Saturday? Sunday on public land. It was a gorgeous day. It was 65 degrees. I mean, literally everything is blooming. Yeah. So pretty crazy stuff. So here's what I did over the weekend. What'd you do? Slept. uh, You you slept all weekend. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) There's a, there's a fellow I know out of uh, Erie County Mm -hmm. and he is an official scorer Mm. for a club called Northeast Big Buck Club. Okay. And he was in a in the local shop up here at Route 66, which Domain has a stand in there. Mm. Um, they they are a dealer for Domain Seed, which was pretty cool. Um, was Mike there? No, nobody that's was un- there. That's unfortunate. Nobody was there from Domain there in Wisconsin. All right. So he had a scoring event at the store. So I went up. Uh, well, first I texted him, told him I was going to be coming and he said bring something to score and i wasn't hauling out a big mount with me you know off the wall so you i don't grabbed have no mounts i grabbed the euro uh from uh 2020 i think it was the year that i shot that i believe and i took it up and uh he scored it unofficially they have a no deduction type policy mm-hmm. uh all gross scoring and uh Anywho, he had a couple 170 whoppers come in from PA from any certain area or just nah, just like whoever wanted to show up, you know. Okay, but I mean, it was all PA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of guys were they're all pretty much local, you know, coming to that local shop there. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have everything, man. That's like a it's like a mini Cabela's there at that store. They have a little bit of everything. It's pretty cool. uh, Yeah, he he had a couple 170s come in and uh, nice. While I was standing there waiting for him to finish up, um, he had a, a kid, a 150 that he measured. Um, my Euro was just about 130. That small really? Euro I got, yeah, it was almost right. 130. So, nice. you know, that's uh, and that's that that's the relative to the big boy that I got. Yeah. So he's 130. So that big boy, you know, I know he's a little bigger. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe, cool. maybe if he does another event, maybe I will take it off the wall, dust it off and take it to him. <laughs> yeah. I did some, uh, actually did some digging a few months back over onto my new property out in mm-hmm. uh, Western PA. And, um, that area, I'm not going to mention exactly where it's at, but that area is one of the top five counties in PA with the largest bucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Huh, I didn't know that. I would probably contribute to all the ag and different uh, 
pockets of uh, woods and stuff. Um, so let's jump into it. Well, what listen, you, I didn't tell you we're, I didn't tell you we we're going to do this. Uh oh, go ahead. Um, I just briefly. That's why I was late getting on the podcast, guys. I was I was holding people up. Um, I took a deep dive into the analytics of the podcast. Oh. I just wanted to see where we were at. I went through the whole thing and I just wrote down some statistics that basically I just want to say, and then basically thanks everybody, you know, for listening and, and tuning in. So as of today, we officially reached 30 states Yeah, cool. that, pe that people have been listening. Nice. We've also hit Jamaica and Singapore. <laughs> Why? I don't know, but we're there. Okay. Um, the top states is PA. Texas, Michigan, Ohio, Maryland, and Kentucky. Wow. Top states. Um, as of big states too. Yeah. As of 20 minutes ago, we have officially 5,376 downloads. Cool. Which may not seem like a lot, but we're brand new, 11, 10 podcasts deep. I thought that was a lot. Yeah. Um, the number one app for people listening is 38% on Apple podcast, 8% on Samsung podcast, 11% on Spotify, 15% on Amazon music podcast. And then it just trickles down from there on, hmm. on the different, uh, podcasts. So I thought that was cool. And, um, I, I appreciate everybody listening and, and tuning in. I, I'm starting to get a lot of people like, Hey man, listen to your podcast. I'm starting to get that. So that tells me um, we're heading in the right direction. Yeah, cool. That's cool. Neat, neat to know, man. Yeah, it's always. Uh, I didn't really have a chance to dive into that until today, so I just wanted to. Well, I mean, we're appreciative because I mean, we come on here sometimes and we're like, "Man, what are we going to talk about today?" You know, and we start spinning it and spinning it, and it's like it ends up pretty cool. Well, there's so many things to talk about, but we're kind of in that like dead of season. You know what I mean? Where there's not a whole lot going on other than right, you know, scouting so it's, or it's hard or to camp. come up with content that's that's really interesting at the moment. Yeah, but there is trending things happening, like right. frost seeding and things. You know, right now everybody's like freaking out. Mm -hmm. You know, because yeah. warm temperatures, cold temperatures. You know, we're yeah. gonna get into a little bit of that here later. Oh, on. we're. I mean, we're only eleven. Like I said, this is number 11. We got many, 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 many more to go. And, um, you know, we're doing this to try to help people and, and all that. And nobody's, nobody's getting paid. It's all, uh, it's all free content. So, um, you mean I'm not getting paid. You're not getting paid. I'm not getting paid either. And that, that's one thing that I will not do for this podcast is sponsor, sponsor it up. With all these advertisements, every podcast I listen to, it's all these freaking, I mean, they get, they're getting paid, you know, which they got to get paid for their time. I understand that, but I have a job. I, you know, I have multiple jobs. I don't need to get paid for a podcast. So show me the money. Right. Um, that's just where I stand on that. Um, with that said, thanks again for everybody listening, downloading, tuning in, comments, whatever. And um, I know you have a, I know you're upset. You're you're uh, you're bitter um, about all the about all the clover situations going on. So <laughs> let's talk. I, this would be the third podcast that where he've mentioned clover, but it's such a hot topic right now, yeah. and people are still 
confused and lost with this. Oh, yeah. So let, let's let's put a nail in the coffin on Clover. All right, let's let's get into it. I and we've said this before. Uh, the hot button is I'm always looking on Facebook at stuff mm-hmm. at these forums, and these people. Uh, they're freaking out right now because we got those couple of 70 degree days across the country and everybody ran out and started flinging seed. And now we've had this big cold snap come through. And like I said mm-hmm. earlier, I had four inches of snow today, you know, and the temps are down in the twenties at night and things. And, and they're just out of their minds worried now that they did something wrong. And, mm-hmm. uh, we were just talking about it before we came online here. Uh, as long as it's not, you know, germinated up a couple inches or something, you know, you'll be fine, folks. You'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, but the major factor is when you're slinging this seed out, you need to have uh, the soil temperature is going to have to be 50 or above to get germination for multiple days. For multiple days in a row. And, and not only that, but they need to realize that. Air temperature and ground temperature is two different things. Way different. Way different. So, you know, I actually have gone out already with a temperature probe and, and probed some of my ground and was looking at temperatures and stuff, you know. What would you get? Well, those those warm days where it hit 70, it was 76 here to one day for a couple hours, I did hit 50. But that's but, only a short, it's not enough time. Oh, that's just a window. It was just a couple of hour window there. Yeah. That I, I hit it just right. You know, after how, how far did you go down? A couple, couple, couple inches? Yeah. It's the probe's like six inches long. So I just gotcha. jammed, jammed it down in the dirt. So, yeah. Cool. I mean, it's, it was interesting to see that, you know. Uh, but people, people were worried. I mean, and, and they should be. I mean, yeah. we keep saying, of course, you know, every state's different. All, you know, temperatures are different everywhere. So I can't speak for people down south somewhere that they might already be in a spring setting. No, well, but, some some of that area down south in Florida, they, you can't frost because you don't get frost. Right, right. So, uh, but yeah, um, I got two weeks and I'm frosted. Gotcha. It's not it's not too late, and in, in at least in our area um, here throughout the Northeast, um, you got plenty of time still. I mean, you're you're getting there. You know, it's 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 you better start thinking about it in the next two, three weeks. Um, but I've been getting out a lot too, is, you know, people, hey, t- you know, calling me or text me email. Hey, is it too late? No, it's not too late. You know, we're, we are in an, a, uh, a, a situation this year where at least where I'm at, I'm at, I'm like three to four weeks ahead of schedule as far as like things blooming. I mean, it's been very, very warm. I went scouting on Sunday, public land, and everything is blooming. When I drive down the roads, all the maples, you know, they're budding out, they're blooming. Um, but with that, we're still getting frosts at, oh, yeah. at, at night. It's still cold. You do get the warm temps during the day, but that's the perfect time to actually frost eat. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean nothing's going to germinate because you got to have those warm temperatures, 50 plus soil temperatures for days plus you have to have the actual moisture yeah um to get that stuff to germinate Mm -hmm. yeah and i just i mean around here we do well we're starting to see buds on trees and things Mm -hmm. uh 
we had a couple crocuses and tulips and things pop out of the ground. Are you? Uh, was it a leak or a tulip? You remember that? Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> what Dave's referring to is we find some tulips on the piece of property him and I used to used you to ate manage, one. and I, I dug it up and I'm like, dude, let's see what this is. I'm gonna just bite into it. <laughs> And see if it was a leak bulb or a tulip. It was a tulip. Needless to say, it was a tulip, and it did not taste well. Yes, it was. It was and a tulip. they are uh, toxic if you have a little too many of them. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So you could have died. It's not a leak. You could have died. I could have died. I would have buried you right on that homestead. Shut it. So I have some leaks popping up on my property. The wife has some tulips out front. Mm -hmm. My mm -hmm. parents have some crocuses popping. Mm. Uh yeah, I mean, other than that, though, there is no life being showed. And being that I live in the armpit of the world, I just never, ever know what the weather's going to, you know, something's going to pop up on me. So I, I, I hold out till the end of March to frost seed. I yeah. always do that mm -hmm. and because I know that I'm always going to get a freak week of weather that's going to be freezing or something, you know, into, into early April. Well, in years past, I mean, for me hunting, just to give people a rough, like estimate, like all the clover we planted at the old farm central, that was central PA, right? Considered. Yeah. Um, I mean, nothing there, like, like a perennial plot, the clover wouldn't start greening up in the spring until right around May 1st, you would start seeding clover coming in by May 15th, May 20th. It was a lush clover. Cause we, we turkey hunted over it. Yeah. Um, but as far as actually planting clover, like a brand new plot, I mean, shoot, you plant say mid May 20th of May, you're not going to see that. You ain't seeing it. <laughs> June, mid June. Yeah. I mean, yeah. clover is slow. So start. slow. Very even, slow. even the annuals, are slow at first, you yeah. Know, until yeah. they get some heat, and then they mm -hmm. then they just will explode later on. But yeah, definitely. yeah. I mean, look at all the mornings you go out turkey hunting. You get up that early in the morning. It's frosty. It's cold. You know, it's cold. It's frosty. And that's all the way out into the middle of April, going into May. Mm -hmm. You know, I've yeah. actually I've actually turkey hunted in snowstorms before here where I'm at, and the biggest the biggest turkey I ever shot. I got soaked to the butt, you know, with a snow, a freak snowstorm, one of these wet ones. And then the sun came out and melted it all off. Everything was soaking wet and the bird was soaking wet, but it was my biggest bird. In well, me and you, me and you did skid steer work in the snow. Yeah. When, and that was like <clears throat> mid May. So yeah. it's just, like I said, it's state to state. It's going to, it's going to vary, but, uh, yeah, it's weird. You know, frost seeding putting the nail on the literally is what it is frost seeding freezing temps at night highs during the day above freezing it freeze thaws freeze thaws freeze thaws and it just kind of helps soak, uh suck the seed in the ground technically you don't have to frost seed it's not like me. you could literally go on bare soil when it's 70 degrees outside in yeah. loose not not compacted soil but like loose soil frost like seed into that you get some rain it's going to germinate yeah the whole frost seed method is just to help ensure 
that you get good germination because the freezing thawing helps to suck the seed into the soil. Yeah, get the soil to seed contact. Yeah, yeah, and and the people that are the people that are asking, is it too late? Is it too late? What are you worried about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't need frost. Nope. Yeah, just wait. You know, just wait, and you can you can sling it out there. I've, and you I've, you just brought up a good point though. I want to expand on. I always like, got points. I just was reading. A guy said, "Oh, can I, can I frost seed into a pasture?" You know, and I'm thinking, well, you could, but if it's not mowed short, if there's not exposed dirt, if it's compacted soil, you know, you might just be wasting your time. Mm-hmm. You know, so it might be better to just wait to do that till you can just scratch the surface of the dirt. Yeah. And then get good contact that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's bent on this frost seeding right now. It's just such a hot topic. It is. Yeah. Yeah, we both have several videos on it on YouTube too. So it, it's a cool thing to do. I mean, if it's done in the if it's done the into the right sit, soil situation, yeah. you know, you're not just doing it into a, a weedy yeah, area. You gotta, you gotta get all the debris off and you gotta yeah. have it short enough that the dirt's exposed. Right. All yeah. right. So clovers nail in the coffin. Um, hopefully people have that nailed down. We'll see. Um I'm, <laughs> we'll I'm tired see. of I'm tired of seeing you upset about clover. <laughs> it triggers me. <clears throat> so I want to talk about uh some trail cameras. Um Trail camera use, cell cams versus regular cams, when to use, which one, you know, our opinions on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of trail camera experience um, going back 15 years. Um, I've probably used every trail camera there is, um, oh, besides a few. But, um, yeah, so I want to talk about that. Okay, you talk about because right. I do. I've only ever used uh, Moultrie, and mm-hmm. the, what was that one that Drury's put out? That black one, that I have black, no idea. black thirty-five or whatever it was. I don't know. I, I can't remember who made that. But then uh, I go to Walmart and I just get the Tascos, and the reason why I get that is because I am on state land, you know, national forest and things, mm-hmm. and people have sticky fingers. Yes, they do. So, I go the cheap route. They work for me. It gives me good intel. Mm-hmm. And I have a bag full of those puppies, and that's I what have, I use. I have a couple of them. Um, I I use cell cams. I I love cell cams. Um, I just keep I like keeping the tab on things. Um, I wish I could use cell cams. Yes. As I stated early, the armpit of the world, I don't have cell service. Yes. I love cell cams. Um, I started out years ago using regular cams and I like them as well. And they, they have a, they still have a time and place for them. Um, but I am big on the cell cam situation. Now I, I started out using some brands coming up and then, uh, kind of settled into using, uh, reveals. They seem to be, you know, on the cheaper price side of things, but they seem to be holding up pretty good. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised that, you know, people are really pleased with them. Yeah. Uh, Quality-wise, and they are not the most expensive. 
No. Um, I I think this this is the third year now. I think of using reveals. Um, but I also have some stealth cams um, that I still have. I use them and and all that. But uh, overall, I think I've pretty much transitioned to reveal. I have some of their the solar panels with them. Um, the rechargeable batteries that go in there. Like I have a full, I have almost 30 cell cams and I had a comment the other day on YouTube where somebody says, Oh, it must be nice to have cell cams. That's, that's paid for and everything. And, um, I'm like, no, I, I paid for my cell cams. I pay for the monthly service. I work overtime. I work extra jobs to be able to pay for it. Nothing's, you know, nobody's getting nothing free or, or, you know, paid for nothing like that. Um, so I run all those cell cams every year, whether it's on public land or private land. And, uh, I mainly like them to be able to keep tabs on things, but also, um, it has less intrusion on the property because you don't have to go, you have to go pull the card, you know, definitely there's situations too, where I've put them in like a cell cam into like a bedding area or something that I've cut and just have that cell cam in just not to really leave it in there year round, but just to put it in there for like a month or something, just kind of as like an experiment um, to see what's in there. And you never have to check the card. You know, you get all the pictures right. to your phone. Now we, we just had a locally here. We just had a brand new cell tower installed. Mm. So I'm hoping once they turn that thing on, that quality improves. Uh, if it does, I may be able to go to the cell cam, which mm-hmm. would be awesome because I've got to walk miles to go get to the, some of those spots that I shot yeah. some of these bigger bucks in. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I say miles, but it, literally, it's probably a mile in and a mile out. You right. Know? But it, it, like you said, intrusion wise, uh, these deer probably do not see people unless they're standing on the bank of the river watching cars go by. <laughs> you know, right, right. Something like that. Yeah. You know, they usually do not see human intrusion mm-hmm. until they get bumped in bear season or something, you know. Yeah, right. Well, I usually set like the, the regular cameras on video mode. I put those kind of like on food plots. Just because I like to see, I like to see the video, you know, yeah. I like to see what's, where they're coming from, what they're, you know, especially if you like have a blend of mm-hmm. a, of a, of a food plot, you can actually see on the video what they're picking and choosing. Yeah. You know, that that's pretty cool. And then I kind of set the cell cams kind of like on sometimes food plots, but sometimes mainly like travel routes. You know, I'll put them on like a water hole. We have a lot of water holes at the, at the new farm. Um, that's kind of how I, how I like to use them. I like to set mine up in a way that I can catch their entrance towards me, you know, which way they approach. I like to get the approach. And usually when I figure out the approach, I will put a mock scrape there and I'll put it on video mode. Mm-hmm. I just, I love videos of mock scrapes. Yeah, me too. You know, if they come in and they're got their face up in there rubbing around, I just love that. Mm-hmm. And I use the spy high mounting system, and it, I'm I'm up above them, you know. So 
you can get a really good uh, idea of how wide they are and what points they have and everything, you know. So I, I like to I like to set them up on scrapes. Yeah, I like it too. I I started mounting my cameras up higher. Um, I usually take like a a, a stick section. Mm-hmm. I'll strap it to the tree and I'll climb up the one stick and then mount my camera face right. it down, especially on public land. I yeah. I'll mount. I'll lift that stick up as high as I can to get one foot on it off the ground. Right. And then I'll climb to the very top of it and um, I'll reach up as high as I can and uh, mount my cameras up that way and kind of angle them down. And I'll still wrap a Python cable around it. Mm-hmm. Cause like you said, uh, people have sticky fingers and it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's upsetting. I don't know how many, how many posts I, I see. To my stealing. Uh, yeah, stealing or just taking the cards out or, you know, doing something stupid, you know. Look what happened to me. Trash bag thief. Yeah. Yeah. That freaking guy. That's a that's a whole other story. We should do a whole podcast on that. We should. You know that? Yeah. We should do that. Yeah. Just, just the whole story. Yeah. We could fit that into a half hour. We should do that. We can do that. We should yeah. do that. I'm going to write that down. Write it down because you'll forget. I will um, but yeah, that's kind of my strategy with uh, cell cams. I, I like them. I love them. I want more of them. That's a song. I was um, just going to say it is. <laughs> that's a song. Um, <laughs> the only thing is batteries. I go through some batteries. Um, I started buying the batteries off of Amazon. It's I think it's the AC Delcos, I believe. Yeah, it, they are. That's what I order for mine yep. too. It's a hundred pack of batteries. It's like yeah. 20, it's like twenty eight dollars. Mm-hmm. So I'll order like four packs of them, five packs, and I'll have batteries for pretty much the whole, you know, whole season. Yeah, that's what I started doing too. Because it, <clears throat> I just I just have those six cameras, but by the time you put eight batteries in each one, yeah, and then you know usually throughout the season i'll swap them right before hunting season make sure they're fresh again Mm -hmm. so i don't miss anything good yeah for sure let's uh let's talk about some uh camo situations um i know we're we're past hunting season but i recently over the past two years have spent a fortune on new camo Mm. um mainly because I get cold very easy. Yeah. And I, I've always had, you know, cheap camo growing up as a kid and, you know, nothing matched, not that it has to, but nothing matched. I was kind of buying pieces here, pieces there. And, um, I got tired of being cold. I could never, I could never get warm. So last year I invested in, um, first light camo mm-hmm. i think last year i spent like eighteen hundred dollars oh my on camo and then this year i spent another thousand wow but i have a full set of early season a full set of mid-season and a full set of late late season <laughs> with a full set of uh base layers for mid-season and a full set of base layers for late season i invested in a heated vest good gaiters and hats 
and uh i'm telling you it's the best camo that i've found i stay i don't get cold i didn't get cold one time last year um and i invested in heated socks yeah because my feet have always been cold since i was started hunting like 14 years old my feet would always get cold mm -hmm. um and i've tried different camo here different camo i've had cabela's i've had regular just walmart camo and uh and all that and i i did not get cold last year mm. or yeah last year i did not get cold yeah i i never bought a complete set of stuff before i, I have never either until I now never had anything matching <laughs> nope. i just i would just always go you know get get either real tree or break mm -hmm. up or mossy oak stuff you know um Nope. I mix mix and match. I really do. That's how I was. Uh, I mean, the camo matches. It's the same pattern. Yeah. But you know, it might be a mossy oak shirt and a mm -hmm. and a real tree pair of bibs or something. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's all the same color. You know, the pattern. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I I do okay. I do okay keeping warm, except for uh, fingertips toes mm -hmm. um so hand wise i don't know i was thinking about maybe trying some of those warmers uh the the uh usb warmer electric gloves well ones you can recharge oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they're like an egg shape like this mouse sort yeah. of kind and you can mm -hmm. you plug them in and just slip it in your pocket i was yeah. thinking about trying that i don't know i don't know if that would be any good or not but I use Those disposable yep. things that you buy. I, I use them a lot. I use the hand muff. Yeah, I got one of them too. Um, I've always had hand muffs and I just throw like two or three, uh, the reusable yeah. or throwaway uh, hand warmers. Yeah. And then I wear uh, fingerless gloves mm -hmm. and I just kind of keep my hands in there. Um, that's kind of how I keep my hands warm. Yeah, I don't like my fingers covered i don't either uh in archery if i wear a glove they're fingerless yeah um even in late season you know rifle and all that i have a pair of those those mittens that fold back and mag you know i do too yeah to back i mean and when i'm when my hands are cold yeah i flip them up and i have my hands in them mm -hmm. but when you flip them back they're fingerless but the thumbs were always yes a whole thumb well i slit I slit the pad on the thumbs. Mm -hmm. So now I can fold them back just like the mitten does. Yep. I fold the thumb back because, you know, that's my safety, you know, and holding on to stuff, you know, you got to have that dexterity mm -hmm. and I wasn't having it. So I, I went ahead and cut the thumbs off too. So Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things you can do. Uh, I think that obviously the clothing, but the heated vest was really, really cool. Yeah, I've been threatening to buy one of them for four years now. And I, haven't I know. The trigger. I'll be honest. I bought one of the cheaper ones on Amazon. Mm -hmm. It was like, I can't remember how much. It, I think I sent you the link to it. it you sent like, me a link. It was only like 52 bucks or something. Yeah, I bought that. But the only thing I did was I bought a better uh, battery pack for it. Okay. I think the one that it recommends was like a 10,000 one. I just bought a 20,000. And that twenty thousand set on medium medium setting, I had heat 
all day long. Huh. And I used it when we went sick of deer hunting this past okay. year. And it wasn't like cold, cold, but I wanted to wear that because we were going two, three miles back in the woods. So I didn't want to have a bunch of clothes. So I just wore that heated vest to kind of keep my center warm so I could wear lighter clothes. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I had that base, but mm-hmm. that 20,000 medium setting lasted all day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I pack in, I pack in a lot of stuff with me and mm-hmm. I kind of walk, I have to walk a long way to go to my stands. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of my issue. By the time I get there, I'm starting to break a sweat or my feet are sweating or whatever, you know, I'm, I've been, I've been packing things in now. And then when I get situated, I'm sitting there in the dark anyhow with nothing to do. Yeah. I start, I start stripping off clothes mm-hmm. that might be perspired and I switch out my socks and stuff, you know, put on dry socks. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to have to pack all that crap, but it's worth it not to get cold. Yeah. For Sika, um, it was like 38 degrees in the morning and, you know, we're walking it was like 2.2 miles or something to get back in there and uh we had our stands of sticks we had muzzle loaders you know so i carried i had a backpack i carried an extra pair of socks um we walked in in just a real real light thin long sleeve shirt then i had my heated vest and a light jacket in my backpack and i i walked in you know cold i was you know, freezing the first couple minutes. Exactly. But once we got in, I started getting hot, you know, so that yeah. I would get, get to my stand. And like you said, it's dark. And I was in the stand two hours before daylight. Yeah. And you and, usually um, get cold before you start to hunt. Right. So I changed my socks. I kind of, I, I would get, I'd climb in and I'd kind of sit down for like 20 minutes, half hour. Once I started getting that chill back, then I started putting my clothes on. Yep. I was kind of, like dry out a little bit and then i started putting my clothes on and uh i was good right yeah i was good yeah the only thing you have to watch with all that is just your scent you know just, yeah i would just be careful your scent yeah i changed my shirt and i'd take my shirt and put it in my backpack and zip it up um because if i get all sweaty you know and i'm yeah like, got all these wet clothes and i'm like man they're gonna smell me for sure yeah yeah gun hunting i don't worry about scent a whole bunch yeah because I mean, you can reach out and touch them right i mean i'm still trying to play the wind or whatever but i don't if you're <laughs> you're trying to shoot something 100 and some yards away yeah. like i'm not that cautious about it compared yeah. to when i'm bow hunting right right basically all right well we're at about a 35 minute mark already cool well we're in park guys um again thanks for listening and this is uh this was awesome statistics from the podcast. I appreciate it. And uh, keep leaving comments um, on the podcast. I really appreciate that. And, uh, man, we'll see you on number 12, which will be two and a half months of podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 flown by already. What do you got to say about that? I don't know, man. Are you grateful? Just, I'm always ungrateful. I know you are. And bitter. Mm-hmm. And tired. Okay. And I probably need a nap. Yep. All right. Or, or well, a Snickers bar. Or a rocking chair. I will go hit the rocking chair here momentarily. All right. And wait for dinner. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. 
Okay, guys, watch the podcast on my channel. Listen yep. on all the other platforms that Dave yep. mentioned. Take us out of here. It's taken off, man. So thanks for watching. We'll see you on number 12. Goodbye.